Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. All right, you guys, welcome to another episode of Temple of Hoop Podcast. I'm your co-host, Coach Mabels, here as always with Kings and Jordan. Fellas, what is going on with y'all on this lovely Wednesday night? Chilling. Chilling, boy. Relax, ready to, you know, ready to see how these finals end up. Man, uh, get right to it. Denver goes up 2-1, gets home court right back from Miami. 109-94 victory. Uh, Joker and Murray went off. Jokic first 30-20-10 game in NBA Finals history, 32 points, 21 rebounds, 10 assists, 2 blocks. Murray, not to be outdone, 34-10-10 himself. Uh, really a, a two-man show. They did get 11 from AG in a big second half uh, from Christian Brown. I think they kind of broke the zone with Christian Brown. Uh, we'll get to that later. Uh, on the Miami side, uh, Jimmy goes for 28. Bam goes for 22 and 17, although on 7 for 21 shooting. Uh, Struess and Vincent, uh, 3 for 17 combined, 2 for 10 from 3 combined. Just cannot uh, not get anything going. I will say the, the the biggest thing that jumped out to me off the rip before I go to you guys, before we just pass it around, is uh, Denver's defending the three-point line was way better this game. The, the Heat got a bunch of uh, – somebody put up the stat, like the vast majority of their threes from game two were – uh, uncontested. I think uh, Denver did a better job of putting the Heat under duress on the three-point attempts, so that's the, the obviously thing that jumped out, and the, the stats kind of back that up, but I'll start with you guys. Uh, Jordan, I'll start with you. I feel like you might hit it up right on the nose with your analysis. You felt like, from your eye, Denver was complacent in game two, and they came out uh, and did not have that issue in game three at all. Uh, just tell me, kind of tell me what you saw, and then uh, get it going. Yeah, I mean, like, from the, I mean, from the jump, dude, like Denver's the more talented team. I think we all agreed, you know, Kings and I obviously picked them in five for a reason, right? And, you know, game one, I felt like they were in control of the game. They were up 23 points, and the game, they, they ended up winning by 11, but, I mean, that game was never that close if you watch it. Like, that game was completely in control for Denver until the very, very end. And then game two, I felt like, you know, Denver, I don't know if they were listening to outside noise or what, but they kind of came out like, oh, we're going to win this series. Like, it doesn't matter what we do. Like, we're more talented. We're the better team. Like, it, it doesn't really matter. And, and that's not to take away anything from Miami. Miami had a great game plan in game two. They made Jokic a score. Everybody else kind of didn't show up. Michael Porter Jr. still has not showed up in this series. But now it's two to one, right? But the biggest difference from game two to game three was Michael Porter Jr. still not hitting shots. But he actually tried on defense. He was there. Yep, yep. He was he was much more engaged. Uh, KCP wasn't committing dumb three point fouls, right? Like, <laughs> Denver was just way more engaged from. I wouldn't even say from the start because from the start they kind of like came out a little shaky. But 
I'll say from like the middle of the first quarter to to really the end of the game, they were a lot more engaged defensively. And uh, you know, Christian Braun, Brown, Braun, what, however he likes, uh, however it's pronounced. I mean, hell of a player, man. Like I mentioned it during the Phoenix series. Like he wasn't afraid of KD at all in that series. Like he, in the limited minutes he had, he went head to head with him and, you know, he actually did a really good job against KD and, you know, against Jimmy Butler tonight, he sees Jimmy Butler and he's like, bro, this food, you know what I mean? Like he was not scared of the moment. He was not scared of Jimmy. And to me, that was a huge difference in the game. And it, it, it actually allowed Michael Malone to kind of take Michael Porter Jr. out, who was very inefficient on offense um and, and kind of change the dynamic of the game and now we're now i'm looking at this series and it's like okay you know we talked about game two miami had an outlier shooting night shot almost 50 percent from three point land and that's kind of what it's going to take for them to win this series is it's going to take incredible shooting nights because they just don't have the personnel to defend uh denver at the end of the day yeah what you say yeah, I mean the Denver is too big for the Miami at the end of the day. It's the rebounds wore them down. <laughs> Talk about it. You no, know, Bam, he played tough, played physically, but he's just too small, really, what it comes down to at the end of the day. Uh what he has, you know, I made a tweet about he played more physically tough than AD, but what he has in physical toughness and probably better conditioning, AD has over in size and length. So, you know, um Bam lacks those two things that you can see. You know, Joker doesn't mind physicality at all. That's what he he lives and thrives while playing physical. So if you're going to play physical, but you're not tall enough to bother him, it doesn't really matter much necessarily if he gets to his spots, which he's able to do, you know, you know what I'm saying? And, uh, uh, con- you know, as much as tough and as physical as Brown and Rui played Joker, they had AD on the help side. Bam doesn't have anybody on the help side. As you can see, it's a lot harder to ask for him to really slow down Jokic because he doesn't really have help. He's the back line. So, um, Doka is just a problem. He's just a problem, and they have no answer for him at all. He's on the cusp of a historical uh, NBA playoff run, and you know, like I said last, I think I said on the last pod, just need he just need Murray to to hit his shots, bro. If Murray hits his shots like he did tonight, it's the series. <laughs> it's the, tough, the series man. just the series is over. I mean, MPJ hasn't hit, KCP hasn't playing well, but. Just Murray and Jokic are enough to win this series. If they get anything from MPJ, if they get anything from KCP, like, you know, it's over. I mean, Aaron Gordon been playing consistent. He's, I think he's going to remain consistent and level-headed. If they get anything from KCP, anything from MPJ, it's it's going to be a five-game series like I had going in. <clears throat> yeah, I thought um, Denver was way more proactive against the zone. They have been the best zone team in the best playing, best offensive team against zone in the NBA this season, regular season and playoffs. Uh, for some reason, they got real stagnant and, and the ball didn't move or there's no movement in game two. That was all gone today. Uh, they got cutters all over the place, uh, guys being decisive with the ball. I thought a very key adjustment was, you know, KCP is more of a spot-up guy. But, you know, Brown Brown is a downhill threat. So getting him against the already, you know, bent defense, you know, he was just causing havoc in that second half on the backside of that of that zone. I thought that was a great adjustment from from uh, Mike Malone. Um, I'm just interested where do the Miami Heat go now with that, you know, with the zone, quote-unquote, figured out. Uh, I don't know what's, what's next for uh, – for Miami to pull out the hat, 
you know, I, I never count Spo out, but I, I'm kind of with Jordan here. They have to absolutely shoot lights out to mitigate the talent disadvantage in this series. Like the three pointers, the great equalizer, we all know that. They're going to have to like be where they've been all playoffs, you know, mid to high 40s, high volume to just kind of mitigate the the, the talent uh, deficit. And just uh, on a deeper level, Joker, man, I, I think Kings is on to something with uh, what you have to throw at him. I think it's going to get to the point where it's going to sound sacrilegious, man, but with the way the league is, remember when teams played the Lakers, you had to just keep three bigs regardless of how good they were just for the fouls against Shaq? Yep. I, I yep. think it might get to that point with Joker. I mean, not for the fouls, but just to have a bigger body. Like, Bam is a great defender, but anybody smaller than Joker, he's abused them all season. Yep. Because he just gets to a spot and just shoots over you, and he just has incredible touch, so it doesn't matter. I think teams are just going to have to start you have to keep, you know, two or three like footers on the bottom. Like Dwight's going to be employed next year. Just, yep. just off the, off the Joker. Connolly had a had the vision, boys. Yeah, so, <laughs> yeah. So I'm like, like Dwight's going to be employed next year. Just off like Boogie Cousins is going to be employed next year. Just, just off this the the run. I think Joker is that paradigm shifting with, with the run he's having because the, how many teams we saw where they just had one big. And nobody else, and he just, it was just a curtains yeah. for, the whole, for the whole, it's like, it's tough. You know what I mean? And the guy who gave him the most trouble, ironically, was Rudy Gobert. He was an elite defender. That's what I'm saying. So it was like, you just, you don't need bodies. And they, well, two, they, they play two footers in Minnesota. Yeah. Well, if you look at how the league is trending too, I mean, you got, you know, guys like even the, the, the forwards now, right, are, are footers. Uh, guys like uh, Jabari, uh, he's like 6'11", so Seven foot, Shet Shet Holmgren seven foot. Wembenyama coming into the league. Uh, it, it's just it's that league to where size is going to be very important going forward anyway. And when your best player is seven in the world is seven foot, that imposing dominant league. Giannis is the second best player. He's six eleven. The MVP is seven foot. Right. You know? <laughs> and then the future, uh, you know, freaks are seven foot. Like it's just hard. Like it's hard to say. You, it's just very. I mean, you can, like stylistically, you want to play one big, but you can't have. You can't have be undersized. Like you can't be undersized in, in this new NBA. Like that's gonna be so detrimental, on. Yeah, I think uh, me and Kings have had a battle on this pod for three seasons now about wings versus bigs. He's up right. He's up right now. I fear. <laughs> I've always said you went on the wigs. Higgs has always had a big man agenda, uh, and I think he's up now. Well, the, the three most important things in the NBA right now is protecting the rim, pressuring the rim, and shooting threes. Right. right. So if you have length and athleticism, I mean, you basically cover two of those things, right? And then if those guys can also shoot threes, like a Chet Holmgren, I mean, that makes him like that much more dynamic. I mean, the problem with Chet, obviously, is he's a twig, but his length is the great equalizer. He's seven, six wingspan, you know what I mean? So at right. the end of the day, it's like, you could be, you don't have to be that strong because your length is just such, such a, so incredible. Yeah, so, um, going into game four, obviously, I think Miami season's on the line. I don't think they would come back from 3-1. Uh, what, what do they have to do for you guys to not go to Denver 
you know, facing a frenzy crowd trying to get their first championship. Uh, what do you think they have to do to, to prolong this series? Shoot 50% from three. I think that's the only, that's the only, <laughs> I don't know what they're going to do. I like defensively. I just, I don't think there's anything else they can do. There's I think nothing. it's that. And then I think Jimmy has to have one of those first round games he had against the, the Bucks. I think he's worn out though. That probably might be. I'm saying, but I'm saying for for them to extend the series, I think that's one of those two things has to happen. They got to shoot lights out, or Jimmy has to have one of those games he pulled out of a hat against uh, Milwaukee. What do you think, Kings? <laughs> yeah, I just think it's over. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's not much left for him. Woo! We'll see. I mean, I I think Denver is six. Uh, it's not looking good right now. Uh, I think the biggest thing I can say is Miami needs Denver to play way down from their peak to have a chance. I think that's the big, that's the disturbing thing. Like part of Miami's success is dependent on Denver not not playing well. They only three points and they played batting game two. (laughs) And the crazy part is Denver was five for eighteen again from three tonight. They still can't make a three. And, and, and Miami, Miami shot lights out game two and won by three points, and they were down most of that game. Like this series is over. Like I, I, the only chance Miami had was to win this game. Like I picked Denver in five because I felt like Denver was going to come out and dominate this game and win this game handily, and they did. And, and like, it, I, there's nothing that tells me other than like giving respect to Spo and Jimmy on their home court that they're going to win. Like they tactically don't have the advantage. They don't have the roster advantage. They don't have the player advantage in terms of the best player on the on the floor. Like it's just so much things going up, is going against them. Um, yeah, man. Like, it, it, like if like MPJ and KCP, sh- like if they shoot well next game, it's a blow. You know what I mean? Like, there's just nothing else you can say. Dude, Fifty-eight to thirty-three on the glass is nuts, bro. Yeah, and that's not going to change. Miami's not changing, bro. You can't win a game getting out rebounded like that, bro. You can't. Right. It's impossible. Because I think that that pretty much the possessions alone it, it mitigates. So you know Miami's plus eighteen from three tonight, but it doesn't matter because of the possessions you gave back to Denver. Like that's how big the discrepancy is. So, and it's not only Jokic too on the glass. Aaron Gordon was a problem. Yeah, they got a lot of guys rebounded. I mean, Jamal Murray had ten. Aaron Gordon has ten. Porter has seven. So it's like everybody's on the glass. Team is hitting the glass. Yeah. So definitely. Um, Good luck. <laughs> When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, something I did I did want to talk to you guys about last um couple things from the last pod that I did we, we didn't get to go over. Uh let's go over these coaching hires, man. I I just I really want to talk about what you guys think about this. Um obviously coaching is a is a hot topic on the timeline all as always. Um let's start here. So Vogel to Vogel to Phoenix. Like it, love it. What do you got? Vogel, I, I 
I really think they'll have a top five defense next year. Uh, I'm seeing Vogel work magic with bare minimum defensively. A lot of people kept bringing up uh, what he did in Orlando. Like that wasn't a century ago in, in NBA years. Like, you know, just look at what he did with the Lakers when LeBron and AD were hurt most of the year. They were still the number one defense in the NBA, almost comfortably by as a matter of fact. So, um, you know, what they're going to do is they're going to, they're going to put the defenders around a uh, KD and Booker. They're going to say, hey, KD and Booker, they're going to handle the offense. Logo's going to be like, get me the defensive guys who can play defense off them, who can be synergistic, who are low maintenance offensively. And that's how they're going to play. And I think there will be a top five defensive unit. KD and Book do compete on the defensive end. So uh, I think Logo was a good hire. Yeah. I mean, I, before I go to Jones, real quick, I, just, I really feel like, just Dylan Brooks is the perfect fit there. Although just like a one year, you know, rekindle your uh, value deal. Um fits right with Frank Vogel. I obviously I want to get the Jordan, you could uh, give me your thoughts on this. I want Kings to um they've obviously the ownership, they're they're all in on DeAndre Ayton, based on what I'm hearing. They obviously according to Chris Haynes, a couple of conflicting reports between the three top dogs in basketball media. Way uh Haynes, Shams, Woj. Um apparently Chris Paul is going to be given his weight be waived. Other, other guys are said are going to talk about it. So they they're they're obviously siding with Aiden here. They want Aiden to be a part of what they, they do. Um Jordan, what do you think about all that in addition to you know Chris Paul not no longer being a son? I was gonna say, I mean, I like the hire, but I gotta see like the final product as far as the roster is con- concerned, because, I mean, they had, like, a lot of holes on the roster. You know, obviously, they had to gut the roster just to get KD. So now it's like, how do they improve that roster? Right. There's reports of that they're shopping Aiden. Obviously, the reports of that they're going to waive Chris Paul. You know, we, we talked about this, I think it was last show. I was like, I, I don't think anybody's willing to trade for Chris Paul's contract. At the end of the day, like, the only team that's going to accept a trade for him is, like, Oklahoma City, who will take a draft pick, and then they'll cut him and they'll waive him, right? So I think that at the end of the day, if they don't want him to be a part of the roster, they're going to have to waive him. Like, I don't see any any room for that. So at the end, of, like, I think Vogel is a great hire. I just got to – I got to see the roster, man. I got to see the roster. Ooh, man. Um, Case, I got to ask you because I want to dig deeper into the Chris Ball thing. I got to ask you, so – Obviously, uh, the Lakers are going to be in on this. Um, mm-hmm. Both L.A. teams, his kids go to school in L.A., so that's obviously going to be a draw if they're interested. Um, if he does go to the Lakers, where do you see his fit? Do you want him on the Lakers, and how do you think you know the role will be? Talk about CP3, correct? Yeah. 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 Um, Y'all already know he's going to the Lakers. <laughs> <laughs> It's, it's the Lakers or Phoenix. That's what it's been um, in terms of local reports. But, I mean, this, you have the small guard situation, which I tend to agree. Um, I'll say this. If they do get CP3, I I do think then they have to move AD to the four. I think if they go the CP3 route with D'Angelo Russell and Reeves, I think – you have to move AD to the four and you have to get a, a real five. Like you have to flip the pick Beasley Bamba and go get a, a five. That's that'll start. Um, 
And I think if that's the case, you have D'Lo eat the minutes in the regular season. Uh, and then, you know, inter- have, use them interchangeably, keep CP3 upright. Then the playoffs, you just start with CP3, bring D'Lo off the bench, and then, you know, move move, move how it needs to be moved, play who, whoever based on the matchup, play whoever based on who's hot. Um, if CP3's in and you have the two bigs, you'll be able to feed both of them. But I think if they do get CP3 and it looks like they will, uh, I think the AD at the five experiment is over. If that's the case, um, and I and I think with how Jokic is, is, has come to the scene, I just think they have they they're gonna look at that. They've been trying to find ways to keep AD at the four. AD's been trying to keep that at the four. With the way Jokic has played, um, I think they have all the perfect excuse to go flip their assets and finally go get Miles Turner, like they've been trying to do for God knows how long at this point. Yes, man, the price on Miles is up. <laughs> career year the the impact numbers on both ends are like top tier for centers like he was fringe like a top you know five six seven center bro so it's not like you know man so we'll, we'll see I, I i was angling for this move years ago when the price was you know doable just off the fact I mean, you got two defenders that great try make it work with bamba bamba though what'd you say why not just try and make it work with mo bamba I think they'll. I mean, I think they'll. I think they could. They'll potentially look at that. I think. I think they'll try and swing in the off season. I think oh, right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just. Well, I think what Bomb is, man. He do cannot just. He can't stay on the floor. Yeah, that's the other thing. Like that team already going to have durability issues. I think, man. If you get, if you get fifty five games out of Bron, you know that's a W. You get sixty five out of AD, that's a W. You know, you just you got to tread water. Those 17, 20 games. You know what I mean? Uh, the, the, you guys also might get Draymond. <laughs> I'm not even dignifying that one. What a response, dude. Watch out. Uh, <laughs> last yeah, thing man. I want to last thing I want to talk about before um we get out of here. So I felt like Dave kind of threw try to kind of drew a line in the sand here. Because uh, a bunch of smoke about, you know, obviously Wimby's going first to San Antonio. Charlotte, they're all in on LaMelo as their guy, really looking at uh, Miller at number two. So three, obviously, Scoots, obviously the guy at three, right? I think he's up there at the at top top S9 of the draft. He um, hasn't many to say he should go to. Right. Uh, Give me Brandon Miller. So I'm I'm with you on that, Jordan. You know, I think it's negligible. I think that that this is a very deep draft. So at the top, at least, I, I would say. Um, Dave says, you know, uh, paraphrasing, uh, they have the assets to go and make themselves a winner. And then he says, you know, goes on to say, now if that doesn't happen, then that's the there's another conversation we need to have. And that's the closest he's been to saying. I'm out of here. He finally gave a list of teams. He Brooklyn was on it. Miami was on it. So, you know, I think they've already bought Portland's already bought Scoots, a couple of Scoots, you know, people into the organization or one of his people into the organization. Um what what did you guys think about that? I thought like that's like that's like Dave never says anything beyond the company line is I want to be in Portland. He finally 
took a step out of that. So how do you what do you think about that, uh Kings? I'll start with you. He gone. <laughs> <laughs> he gone. Come on, man. Like the, the writing's on the wall. Uh, <laughs> as soon as they got the third pick and LaMelo and them got the second pick, you know, I sat down on draft night. Yeah. Miller, Hornets, everybody's <laughs> like, it's two playing both. It's like, no, Jordan's not going to do that. They've been, Hornets have been desperate for a wing. Yes. For a while. And they finally get a chance to not only get a wing, but potentially a franchise wing. They're not passing up on that for a franchise guard, which they feel they already have. And as well as another good guard in Terry Rozier. Like, they're right. not going to do it. Um, and for Portland, like we said, bro, this is the perfect time to rebuild. Not only do you get to trade Dame and get assets, but you get to replace Dame with a pot- another potential future uh, franchise-changing guard. Many people are clamoring is up next for the for, at the guard spot, and you get to replace your all-time leading guard with a potential new all-time leading guard as well as have even more assets to build around him with the young guys you already have on your roster. Yeah. It, it, like... <laughs> you don't make if you don't trade Dame, like you'll kick yourself for not restarting at this point when you have the perfect chance. To. In addition to that, I'll say that I'm with you on that. I bet I was like, this is the perfect time. You have literally the best young core in basketball or the most coveted young core in basketball. You have Shaden Sharp, who is a monster, second half of the season. Um, Anthony Simons, young killer coming to his own. Somebody will give you something for Nurk. Size is in. You will get something for Nurk. Like you can really rebuild your cupboard here and give the fans something to get behind as far as rebuilding. That's what I think. Um, Jordan, what did you think about what, what Dave said? Yeah, I mean, I mean, obviously, I think he knows the writings on the wall in Portland because you know, I'm a smart guy, I'm not a very smart guy, but I'm I'm kind of smart. Not <laughs> as smart as Joe Cronin, who's the GM of Portland, but I mean, we're sitting here talking about it. Obviously, him and his scouts and his team know, like, we have an easier path to rebuild than we do to actually become a contender. We yep. have Sharp here, got Anthony Simons. You know, now we have the third pick. It's much easier for us to go in the direction of rebuilding rather than bring on a veteran heavy contract. What if it doesn't work? And now we're stuck. We lose all these assets and we're stuck here. I just think it, it's time to move on. It's time to do this rebuild here. Um, I think Dame knows that. He's probably been told that. And so now he's kind of making it like, oh, it's not them. It's me, right? I want to go. I mean, I honestly think just Dame was just like from that KG. I think, you know, after all those years, people were, remember people were begging KG to leave Minnesota. Yeah. You know, they finally went to him and was like, dude. <laughs> yeah. You gave us a decade. We we, we got to like cash, cash in now. You know what I mean? So I think it's getting to that point. Um. Well, Brooklyn was on his list. Miami was on his list. Where would you like to see him go? Don't say Milwaukee, Jordan. Where would you like to see him go? <laughs> that makes that's feasible. It makes basketball sense. If you think that's Milwaukee, well, tell me the deal to get it done. Then I don't know. If a, I don't know if there's a deal to get it done, but I think with Brooklyn, I just think that they don't have. I think that they would have to gut a lot of their role players and stuff. So that he would kind of be in a similar situation. Like, yeah, it'll be him and Mike Callen and who, you know what I mean? Um, as far as Miami's concerned, like Miami does have like Nikola jo- Jovic, who is a, a fine young player. 19. I'm high on him, bro. I'm high on him, bro. 
I think he's gonna be he's gonna be a player. Uh, as well as they have draft assets too. So I mean, I could definitely see him going there. It's just how much how much picks does Miami really have though? I think they haven't traded any any deal, so like they could theoretically throw. Uh, like uh, you know, there's no the step rule, so like every other pick for okay, some okay. swaps because they still have all their picks. Yeah, and hero as well. Yeah. Maybe heroes. Like honestly, I don't. If I'm Portland, I don't know if I want hero, but they'll they'll redirect. They'll re, they'd redirect hero to a third team for something else. Yeah, I think I think they would do that. But I honestly, I think Nikola Jovic. I think NBA teams are high on him too. They are. From, they are. They are. And especially like once summer league comes around, and he's gonna be a focal part of Miami summer league team. I'm telling y'all, we're gonna see him ball out, and teams are gonna be like, man, what the heck? Especially because Miami drafts all these un or not drafts, they get all these undrafted rookies that ball out, right? And they drafted Nikola Jovic in the end of the first round. That kid was supposed to be a a lottery pick, but teams passed on him because he was skinny and he was 18 years old. It's it's gonna be a disaster, dude. Like he's a good player, so I think he can definitely go to Miami. My only concern is that it's like a situation where KD went to Golden State, right? And I don't know if Dame fears that kind of backlash. It's like, oh, you went to a team that was just in the championship, you know what I mean, force your way over there. Well, they, they didn't win 73 games, and they did not – Miami didn't knock them out the playoffs either. True. I think there was a couple other variables that made – I didn't care. I just thought free agency is free agency, so I got it. I, I'm 95% of the time our pro player. Um so I think the variables were a little different, but I get what you're saying. I don't think I don't think Dave would care. He's never been that. You know, hearing him talk, he's never been that type of guy. People people have been telling him to lead Portland for four years, and he's been like, "Whatever, I'm here." So true. Yeah. Milwaukee, though, that's where I want to see him go. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, been good. I'm, a, I'm good. I'll just throw the Lakers out there for you then, just to make it. <laughs> um, so want to get you guys' takes on that. Uh, We'll be back after game four. Um, make sure you follow Dr. King's breath. Still got to get used to it, man. Congrats again, my guy. I, I'm not going to ever I'm not gonna ever get time to congratulate my boy, man. That's that's huge right there. Um, follow Jordan Thank Rules, TSP, myself, JJ Mimble 55 underscore MST. You guys be safe, and we are out of here. Oh,